0: For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and The Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is The Icons Club. Partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg help.com.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when your fantasy league meets up at your house.
0: Hello, oh, baby. Welcome in. It is the Sweet 16, Elite 8th edition of the Ringer Gambling Show, and the band is back together after what was a kick-ass first weekend. We gotta have the boys back in town. Mike Carver Sports Grid, Art the Caesar over at the Superbook. Fellas, I hope you enjoyed the tournament. And Art, I gotta start with you, buddy. Mazeltoff hats off the you going to the Sweet 16. You pimped it you were confident, you basically did a little backflip saying they were going to beat Auburn and get to an Elite Eight. Dude, you got to be feeling good about the U.
1: JJ, I'm feeling good, but you know, this tournament is is just both sides, right? As good as I feel about the U, and I really think they will make that Elite Eight, and who knows, maybe they give Kansas some trouble. When you pick Kentucky to go to the Final Four, that's the other side of it. So, we all know all these picks, it, it just happens that way. But I feel really good about Miami. I love the way they're playing.
0: Well, Mikey Carver, remember I was on the fence between Kansas and Iowa getting to the Final Four? I didn't choose yeah. poorly in, in that situation, dude. Did not choose poorly.
2: I did not choose poorly is right. Uh, and I got, I'll got. tip the, uh, the cap to art as well because, as you know, I was saying last week that I thought that region would be where the most chaos would take place. Uh, I thought maybe it would be my Jackrabbits who would be the ones to maybe make a little bit of a run there. Uh, but instead, are, I, I got to tell you, on a couple of my brackets, you talked me into it. I got Miami in the final four in a couple of pools. Uh, you were able to convince me to throw them. I kind of split them in USC because uh, I thought the winner of that game could go on a run. So there you go. You talked me in the canes and now uh, I'm in good business if they can win a couple of games here.
1: Oh, I I love it. I You know, and I know JJ and I talked through text. Auburn had peaked too early. That was just my thing with them. And I thought USC could beat them as well. But I just, I feel good about Miami. I love the way they're coached. I love their guards. I just, I I really think Miami, like you said, can go on a run here. I think they're definitely going to beat Iowa State. and They could could definitely give. Yeah, they could beat Kansas. I, I totally agree. So maybe we see the University of Miami in the final four. All
0: right, boys. All four of the one seeds were pushed to some capacity. Baylor got knocked off by Carolina. Kansas had their hands full with Creighton. And then Gonzaga and Arizona easily could have lost. Memphis was right there. TCU, if they got a foul call at the end of the game, they might have won it. Um, but going in, Mike, if you're looking at Zona, you're looking at Gonzaga, you're looking at Kansas. Who's the most vulnerable of the three going into the Sweet 16?
2: I would have to say at this point, because of the way that they've played, I I, I actually think it's Gonzaga. Um,
1: Interesting. Uh, here, really? Okay.
2: Here's, here's the two things for me uh, with Gonzaga. One, they can't shoot free throws. Uh, they suck at the line. Aside from Nebar, they can't they cannot shoot free throws. And they're just not the same team as last year. I, I think it's unfortunate for Gonzaga. If last year's team was in this tournament, I think they smoke everybody. That team was so good last year. Unfortunately for them, they ran into Baylor. I don't think that this Gonzaga team is on the same level, and they were shaky uh in that game against Memphis on Saturday night, real shaky, and I think that they can go down here uh if they if you know on the right night i I don't think that they're a walk to the final four or the final to be at all, as far as I'm concerned,
0: see fellas for me, the most vulnerable going in this weekend is Arizona because of who they are matching up yeah, I yep. see Houston. I see a mirror image. I see a team that goes eight or nine deep. They have Final Four experience. They closed that game great against Illinois. And listen, the point spread indicates as such. Kansas is a big favorite. Zags are a big favorite. Arizona, they're only a one and a half point favorite. And I'm telling you, I think you guys are going to be in a situation where the public is all in on the Wildcats. But I think a lot of your short players are who are coming to the Superbook are going to be firing on Houston come Thursday, Friday.
1: Oh, I'm with you, J.J., and that, that would be mine. And I did say Arizona would win it all. This could be their toughest game of the whole tournament if you really look at it. I mean, Houston is so good. Houston was our second choice in that South region to come out of the region. The point spread opened one. There was quick Arizona money. When it got to two, even two and a half, Like you said, the Sharp players were very happy to take Houston and Houston on the money line. It's now settled back to Arizona minus one and a half. But you're right. The other two one seeds are basically double-digit favorites. I think Arizona-Houston is going to be a classic, and I think Arizona could be in real trouble in that game.
2: I got it. And they're really, this is setting up. You're not kidding, Art. I mean, like two pros versus Joes games that just absolutely stick out is you're right, the public's going to be on Arizona heavy, and I think it's Duke-Texas Tech also. It kind of feels like the public is going to flock to the Dukies and the sharp money is going to be on Texas Tech.
1: Have you seen that so far? You know, that's, that's a real interesting one. We opened that game, Texas Tech, slight favorite, minus one. So right away, it's such a tight line. We've actually seen pretty good split action on the game. Okay. I, think, I think by the time we get closer... To game time. I think more Duke money will come in. I don't think it's going to be anything lopsided. I don't think we're talking 70, 75%. I think if we get Duke money, it'll be in the 55, 57% range. I think we'll be right in there because if you just look at it, you know, a lot of people will say, well, how's Duke an underdog
0: here? Well, I was going to ask you the same question, Art, until I looked at the Kempom line. That's the only reason why Texas Tech ends up getting favored in this game. I saw them ahead of Duke and Kempom. They're always going to be a slave to that. I understand that. I'm shocked they're favored in this game, though. Art, when you consider the way Duke closed that game, and you look at what Texas Tech did against Notre Dame, where they stunk and they had a basically scratching and claw and got help from the officiating. Because if the officiating goes a different way, I think Notre Dame is probably playing in the Sweet 16. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction favoring Texas Tech here. I really do. I
1: don't disagree with you. I. I think this really is a toss-up game. Listen, I had Texas Tech in the Final Four. I said it the whole time. It scares you that they don't score because they don't. Uh But I think they will give Duke problems defensively. And I think this is like the Houston-Arizona game. Toss-up game, I think this is going to be a classic. And you are right. Texas Tech is the slight opening favorite because of the Ken Palm numbers. Tech at six, Duke at number nine.
0: Guys, I'm firing on Duke. I can't I, believe I, I'm saying this because I, I, this goes against a lot of my gambling principles. Carver, you hit on it. A lot of the square bettors are going to be on the Dukes here. Yep. I can't let my eyes fool me, though. I, I, I have not loved what I've seen from Texas Tech. Duke has physical players, Paolo, Williams, Griffin. I think they can go and just outscore this team. I don't I, think Texas Tech can score with Duke. I'm
2: on Duke. I think they're going to absolutely smoke them, to be quite honest with you. Oh, so we have Uh, a
0: family play
2: with the Dukies. Okay. I I think that Duke is going to smoke Texas Tech. In fact, I think that it might be the most lopsided game of the eight between Thursday and Friday. Whoa, really? Okay. And and you know me, Johnny. I don't like Duke, and I don't like rooting for Duke. I don't like Duke at all. So this is not some kind of Homer Duke play, Coach K rolling out the carpet. I can't stand Duke. I think they're going to whack Texas Tech. Maybe it's me still having hard feelings with the Red Raiders for a couple of things over the last few months. But I think that Duke, it, you, is they're going to be able to outscore them. You're right. I think they win by 15, 20 points. I think they're going to whack them.
0: Well, Art, we're two for two on Duke. Are, are you joining the family or are you taking sides against the family?
1: I think everything you guys said is correct. I'm going to stick with Tech just because I have them in the Final Four, so i got to continue to ride with them. Oh, let right the so future I, talk. I, I see what I, you're I doing am, there. Let right the future I, talk a little bit. I'm okay. going to stick with Texas Tech. I, I do think, though, what we've seen so far in this tournament, Duke does look like the better team. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Duke, like Mike said, won the game by double digits. It wouldn't.
0: Okay, so two of us are on Duke. You, my friend, are on Texas Tech. I'm going to stay with the night session and we'll work our way back to the games that are at seven o'clock Eastern Houston, Arizona. I think you guys know where I'm leaning in this game. I'm going against the public. I'm taking the Cougars. I love the way they're playing. I love their athleticism. I love the fact that if they get into foul trouble, they have a bunch of different guys they can throw at Arizona. Now, I think the fear in fading any of these one seeds after a scaring around the 32 is that, Hey, That was their scare. Now the focus is there. Now they're where they need to be. But this is a straight public fade. I think the fact that Houston is as highly regarded in Kempom as they are speaks volumes. I think their title odds in this bracket from the beginning of the tournament kind of make me come to this grand conclusion that this is the right side. I'm starting with you, Art. Are you riding with Houston?
1: Yeah, mean, even though I picked Arizona to win it all, I'm with you. I think, you. I would agree. I love that you hit on, you know, you got to win six games in this tournament. And a lot of times they always say, if you can get that clunker out of the way early and you just survived in advance, you can kind of, you know, put your head down and focus, keep your eye on the prize. I think Houston is really, really good. I'm not even going to take the one and a half. I would take the plus 110 on the money line. That's just the way I would go. I understand it can end as a one-point game and you would lose. I'd feel good taking Houston with the plus 110
2: on money. Well, look, Art, let the future do the talking uh, with Texas Tech. Uh, I, I'm with you guys on all the things about Houston, but I'm not getting away from So you're Arizona. not getting off the future I, at this stage. I, I, okay. I'm not getting off the future. And here's the thing with Houston. It, it kind of is amazing because they have not looked like the Final four team all year, in my opinion. Now, they lost some guys, they got guys get hurt in December. Uh, they haven't looked like that team that made the run, but they sure did this past weekend against UAB and Illinois. You know, that they looked like that same team, so that worries me. But I think that with Arizona having the best player on the floor in Matherin, and, and I think the way that Coloco has been playing for them down low, I, I think those two guys alone we'll be able to carry them past Houston. So I'll let the future do a little bit of talking there and stay with the Wildcats.
0: All right, so right now, we are not a united front on any of these games so far. But remember, we only have two games in. Let's get to the early games on Thursday. Carver, I'm starting with you on Arkansas-Gonzaga. The Zags opened as an eight-and-a-half point favorite. I'm seeing it now at nine-and-a-half. I know you were not in love with Gonzaga against Memphis. I know you were going to look for every excuse to fade Zaga here in this spot. Here's my counter to you. I think Memphis is a more explosive offensive team than Arkansas. I don't think Arkansas can score at all in this game. Arkansas, remember, they held New Mexico State to under 50 points, and they can't cover a six-point spread. I know they make it ugly. I know they can muck it up. I think we get a monster effort from the Zags. I think this is a double-digit Zag win. So you are not convincing me, at least, on Arkansas in any way in this game. And maybe I'm bitter because I had him in the round at 32 and I'm still pissed off about it. I love Gonzaga here. I think they absolutely roll.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to take the nine and a half with Arkansas uh, on Thursday night. I'm Look, I, I think we've looked around these four days. Uh, Arden, you know this better. Anyway, I mean, the, the big spreads have come in uh, in these games. I, I mean, we have seen it uh, Saturday and Sunday too. Uh, a lot of the big spreads uh, came in to win. And there's only a couple here on Thursday and Friday night that are over uh, seven points. Three, I think is the only three games of seven or more points. I'm going to take the nine and a half with Arkansas. I think that they will of course muck this game up. I do not like what I've seen with Gonzaga and part of this coverage. AJ is going to come down to, I I, they can't hit free throws at the end of the game. So uh, I I think that that could play into it too. Gonzaga wins Arkansas pushes them again. I'll take the nine and a half.
1: I'm with you, Mike. I, I think Gonzaga wins the game. I, I don't really actually see a scenario where Arkansas wins the game. We opened it. Gonzaga minus eight. it's it quickly went to nine. It's been nothing but Gonzaga money. So to me, if I can get the nine, nine and a half depending on where you're getting it, I feel good taking Arkansas, basically staying with uh, you know within 10 points. So I think Gonzaga definitely advances, but give me the points. Dead under, okay. too, right? 155.
2: I Ooh. mean, with Arkansas in the game.
0: Well, uh, I think if you like Arkansas, you like the under,
2: correct? Yeah, and that's you got to like the under if you're that, on Arkansas. That's probably why I'm leaning that way. That 155 looks so big to me because I think that Arkansas is going to muck the game up. So
0: that's why. Yeah, I think it's Arkansas under. I think if you like Gonzaga, you're probably on the over. Okay, we have not had a United front on any of these games. Let's see if Villanova and Michigan is our United front. Art, explain this to me. Looks like Publix in on Nova. Nova going to the Sweet 16. Michigan, a surprise run to the Sweet 16. Knocked off Colorado State. Then had the surprising win over Tennessee. What else is new? Rick Barnes and the Volunteers coming up short, coming up small. Paw for the course this time of the year. But Art, this national championship rematch from a couple of years ago. How has this line not moved off of five? That's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: It's the most interesting game to me in the sense of out of the eight, this is the only game we have seen no movement on. We -hmm. opened Villanova five. It is still five. I think these are two name brand public teams that will take money on both sides. You could really make an argument on both sides. I don't love Villanova's depth. I really don't. Michigan has now gotten here are they like, okay, we've won our two games, we proved everyone, like, hey, we we still were the team that we were in the beginning of the year, top five teams, top ten team, whatever. There's something about this Michigan team I don't know. I actually like Michigan plus the five. So I feel good taking the five points. So to me, a lot of these are toss-up games, basically all of them. I feel good taking the five with Michigan.
2: I'm with Art. I'm taking the five with Michigan, and I will have a small play. Uh, on them to win this game outright Uh, right now at at, at plus plus 184. There's just something about this team in the tournament, Johnny. And, uh, you know, they kind of remind me, you know, they get in by the skin of their teeth. And we saw Syracuse do this a bunch of times. They get in by the skin of their teeth and they are so tournament tested because they've had some deep runs that that kind of carries them through a couple of rounds. And and look, Villanova, uh, this is, I think Villanova wins the game. But the five is a lot for me with how well Dickinson's playing and how well Michigan's playing right now. I think I got to take the five in a very, very small play on the 184 money. line.
0: Well, fellas, we have our first family Yay! play of the Sweet 16 <laughs> because this line absolutely stinks. Yep, Villanova's pedigree not budging this line off of five. I think it tells you a lot of the wise guys are going to be on Michigan in this game. And Michigan goes in with nothing to lose. I think they can attack him inside. I mean, Digginson, the kid is an absolute beast. He, the biggest key for Michigan is keeping him on the floor and not getting him into foul trouble because Nova is not a deep team and they're not a big team. That is the sort of big that should be able to have monster, monster success against them, getting second and getting third opportunities. Now, I don't know if they're going to win this game, Michigan, because I don't know how they're going to shoot. And I know Villanova at the end of these games Here's what I hate about betting against them. They're going to hit every free throw. They're yep. going to get good looks on offense because of Jay Wright. That scares the crap out of me. But everything about the number on this game says Michigan is the right side. I'm going against that logic with Duke. I'm going with that logic, though, with Michigan. I don't know if I'm frisky enough, Carver, to take him on the money line. I'll root for it for you because I'm sick and tired of seeing Nova go on these deep tournament runs. <laughs> But I'm in on Michigan, and they got something going now. Michigan's
2: made a lot of deep tournament runs, too, I yeah. mean, the, the past five years. Michigan has been very good in this tournament the last five years, Johnny, but you're right. I know neither of us like Nova either. We don't want to see Nova
0: go. No, maybe it's a hard talking, maybe it's Vegas <laughs> talking, but we have our first United play, the Wolverines plus five. Okay, Art, have you had anybody in the sports book? I got to know, since Thursday night, Bet on St. Peter's College to win the NCAA tournament? Anybody?
1: No. There you go.
0: Wow. I think you'd have one poor schlep go in there and throw like 50 or 100 bucks on it, to be honest.
1: No, but just looking at this game, people are happy to take the points. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Now, it's only been a half point movement for us. We opened Purdue 13. It's now 12 and a half. Obviously, this is going to be the biggest spread of the, uh, you know, of the eight games. St. Pete on the money line too, plus six fifty. Little bit of liability there because people are just thinking, hey, this is another Cinderella that's going to make a move here. So right now, we're definitely going to be Boilermaker fans hoping they can cover that big number and just win the game outright to knock out all the St. Pete money lines. But just slight movement, half a point.
0: You know, Mikey, I remember Dunk City and Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. When they got to the sweet sixteen they were everybody's darling. They beat Georgetown. They beat somebody else in around the round of 32. And then they matched up with Florida. And I remember I was like, Florida is going to absolutely smoke them. And that run and that Cinderella saw the clock strike midnight. They saw the carriage turn into a pumpkin, the whole deal. I thought that was going to happen for St. Peter's in around the round of 32. I didn't think they were going to show up and perform the way they did against Murray State, won the game outright. If they're going to win this game, If they're going to be competitive in this game, you got to think the under is the right side, right? They're going to try and make this game slow and as ugly as possible.
2: Uh, Yes, I agree with you. Uh, They are going to try to make this game slow. They are going to try to, uh, you know, basically limit as many possessions as they possibly can. Now, even though the Dunk City uh, lost that game to Florida, I believe they covered the game, JJ, because I was reading today that both the 15 seeds that made it to the sweet 16. It Did, might've been a
0: monster number.
2: It was a I monster number. Four they Florida by, by two scores, but I don't yeah. know,
0: you know, it might've been like 15 and a half. They day. lost
2: by 12. And you're right. The line was probably 15 and a half or something like that. So they covered. And last year, Oral Roberts is a 15. They covered because they lost the game by two points. Uh, who do, I forgot who Oral, Oral Roberts lost to last year. Was it Houston? Who did Oral Roberts lose to in the round of 16 last year? No, it wasn't year?
0: Houston because they played um, Syracuse. We were playing Oral every game. I remember. Was we it Oral, was Oral it, Roberts? Was, was it Arkansas? Was it Alabama? Was it yeah. Arkansas? I, I Arkansas. It was, it, it was yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. It was Arkansas. Good call. So Good
2: call. They lost by a bucket. So the two, the 15s have covered in the two spots that they've been here. I am going with them to cover in this one as well uh, for two reasons. First of all, uh, we, Purdue is soft. You know it, JJ. They are a soft team. And the only reason why they're here right now and not in the graveyard of the other overrated Big Ten teams is because they have a stone-cold killer in Ivy. And if they didn't have him, they'd be laying there with Iowa and Illinois and all the other garbage overrated Big Ten schools. But Purdue's here because Ivy's a killer. And that's why he'll carry them through this game against St. Peter's. 12.5 is too many points. The kids from Jersey City will have some fun in this game. They'll come up short. They'll lose by nine. They'll lose by 10. But Ivy, of course, will carry Purdue into the round of eight.
0: This is by far my least favorite game of any of the games, ATS, because like my heart says St. Peter's, but part of me says St. Peter's has no business in the Sweet 16. Ivy goes off for 40 points. The big for Purdue kills them and they win by 25. I'm going to let my heart get in the way here, Art. I know it may not be the smartest decision in the world, but screw it. I'm taking a Peacock. Have some fun. Let's have some fun. Have some fun. Let's play Peacocks and the under in this game. I hope Look, we hit one of the two. We
2: That's all want to make money, but come on. We want to have some fun, too. Who wants to root for Purdue against St. Peter's on Friday night? We'll have a 4-0 night on Thursday, and then we run it with the Peacocks. Or we'll, be,
0: or we'll be rooting for Purdue. I have a funny feeling. Is that right? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> well, 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 hold on. I will root for Purdue because of my 20-1 to 1 future at the beginning of the season. But I'm with you. I'm taking the points. I like St. Peter's with the points. Ooh, I'm Just, surprised by that. I, I didn't think we are no, going to get a family play there. I, no, I, I think it's too many. It's way too many. I I'd be shocked if St. Peter's ever won the game, but I think Purdue, they'll just, they're will just they just too physical and too big. And I, I Mike said it. Ivy's going to be the best player on the floor. He'll carry them. 12 and a half's too many. Give me 12 and a half.
0: Guys, let's get to the bane of my existence. My least favorite team this year in college basketball. It's not even close. Providence taking on Kansas. The spread is at seven and a half. And watching the round at 32, I don't know if you guys were on Richmond. I think you were, Mikey. I right, You were on Richmond? Yes, I was. You knew four minutes into that game that we basically took money and lit it on fire. There was absolutely no chance for Richmond. They played awful. Providence at every shot. It was not a white knuckle. The game was over basically before it even began. Now, Kansas coming off a sloppy round of 32 game. They did not play great. They did not shoot it great. They made a lot of mistakes. They let Creighton hang around. Line goes from eight to seven and a half. Public, heavy on the Friars. Carver, it's my future against the bane of my existence. You know where I'm riding. There's no shot I'm taking Providence in this game. I think we get a much better effort from Kansas. This is Kansas in a money line parlay. This is Kansas to cover seven and a half. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Get the damn Friars out, for goodness sakes. I'm on Kansas.
2: They're going to get out all right, but they're going to cover the seven and a half on their way out the door. Uh, They'll be out. Uh, I'm taking Providence on Friday night, JJ. I just look, they may be the luckiest team in college basketball this year, but I mean, it is what it is. They're in these games. All right, I think as a dog this year, they're 11 and one ATS, something silly like that. Uh, Kansas isn't a big, I don't think that Kansas is a great team uh, at all. You're right. They struggled with Creighton, another Big East team who, yes, whacked Providence uh, just two weeks ago at the Big East Tournament. I think Providence will hang around. I think they have some guts. They don't have as good of players as Kansas, but 7.5, too much for me in this spot. Kansas wins. I'll take the
1: Friars with the points. All right, it. break the tie. Well, because I also have a Kansas future, I'm going to ride with the future. <laughs> now, we did, we've seen nothing but Providence money. Opened 8.5, now 7.5. I don't feel great about Kansas covering the game. I'm with you, JJ. If you're going to put together a three, four, five-team money line parlay, Kansas has got to be one of the legs. I think they will cover the seven and a half if if you're making me pick the game. I actually think my favorite play, though, in the game is over the 141 and a half. Mm. I like the over in the game. So that would be my favorite play in the game. But I do think this is where finally Providence runs out out of steam, and we can get them out of here, and we can move Kansas along.
0: Art? Let's get to your boys because the U is taking on Iowa State, and I think you're probably going to have the most unlikely bottom half of that region than you ever could have imagined. Did you po- you placed the wager on Miami to get to the Final Four? Correct.
1: Yes, and I also coupled with that had Auburn not making the Sweet Sixteen at plus two hundred because I figured even us if USC got there it would felt good, but. I thought it would be Miami and Auburn, so I'm thinking, hey, I just move them out and I just continue the roll. So, yes, I don't think Miami will get to the final four because I think they'll lose to Kansas. But hey, I got a shot if I can get there. I will say this about this game: this is the only thing that scares me. Miami is our biggest liability. Everybody's so bet wow. Miami. Everybody, sweet. no, yeah. I've everybody. Seen it.
0: Everyone's bet Miami, and at we, least the at least the line has moved a couple of points so Art, which makes me feel a
1: little bit better. It has. So moved- we, we opened it, pick them, minus two and a half now, Miami. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, this is the biggest mover. This is our biggest liability. I still feel good about Miami beating Iowa State, but God, sometimes it hurts when you're on that, you know, you're on the side no, of everybody. You hate being everybody. on that public side. You hate, you hate it. being, you hate being it. on
0: that public side. What did you get Miami to go to the final four at? 25 to one?
1: I think, I think here in Vegas, because obviously I can't bet at the West Gate, I think I got it like 22 to 1. Okay, It was something. Yeah, it was something like that 22 to 1. It was also, I want to say, uh, plus 650, 13 to 2 to go to the Elite Eight. Wow. So, not bad. Not bad for Miami. So, hey, I can win this game. I'm not only cashing that Albert not make the Sweet 16 because of Miami, I'm going to cash a 6.5 to 1 on them to make the Elite Eight. And then, hey, I'll take my chances against either Kansas or Providence. To make that Final Four, I'll be fine either way.
0: Carver, what do you think about us getting involved with either Miami or Iowa State at plus 500 to 600 to make that uh, Final
2: Four? It's only Miami for me, JJ. Uh, I will not. I am absolutely stunned. Uh, I guess aside from St. Peter's, the team that I'm absolutely stunned to see uh, in this last 16 is the Cyclones of Iowa State. This team was absolute garbage the last two months of the season. Like I, I, I almost like I, they shouldn't even been in a tournament. That's how bad they were. I mean, I mean they, they
0: got, were trending in that direction. They if they, they got week here. In the regular season, probably one thousand on. percent.
2: They got here for their November and December resume. That's what got the Cyclones into this tournament because they sucked in the Big Twelve this year. They were scoring forty points a game. They got through LSU. We knew that they. I thought LSU would be able to beat them, but I guess LSU had more problems with the coach going out than we thought. They couldn't make a shot. The one kid who was actually good got in foul trouble, and then. Wisconsin, in a home game, losing to this team. A home game in Milwaukee. That's what it was for the Badgers. To lose to this team was embarrassing. Uh, it's Miami or nothing for me here, JJ. And, I, and I'm and i fine going with you on that 5-1 to one, uh, for them to make the Final Four because I will be on Miami against Kansas in that last eight game. One well, th- Art,
0: here's my question. If we get Miami-Kansas yeah. in the Elite Eight, what is the... Money line in that game. Kansas minus 350.
1: That's arts department. Yeah, it's probably something in that range. I mean, obviously, you you, got to see there's injuries and how do the teams look. But, yeah, I think Kansas will probably be. They could probably be in the range they are now as far as a point spread. They'd probably be 6.5 to 7.5 against Miami. They're getting
0: good value at Miami at plus 500. And I'm with you. Miami has a much better chance than Iowa State. I mean, please. I know Iowa State played Kansas this year. whoop freaking do The guards from Miami are dangerous. They can break anybody off the dribble. And that's why I love them against Auburn. I love them against Auburn because when you have guys breaking down off the dribble and the Auburn team had nobody who could deal with it, nobody who could deal with it, that gets scary. That's scary. Miami's alive.
2: I agree with you, and look, Kansas is praying to see Iowa State because they know that they would smoke them in that final eight game. They beat the, they beat them around for the last 30 years. They would love to see them in a game to get to the final four. Miami, for me, Johnny, let's be honest here, all the sixth-year seniors that they have on that team, this team was under They were undervalued. You want to know why? Because everybody was down on the ACC. ACC, yep. The ACC was an awful league. So Miami, who was actually a hell of a lot better than people gave him credit for. They won 25 games. They beat Duke at Cameron. This is a damn good team, but they were a seven because the ACC sucked this year. That's what it came down to. And guess what? At the end of the day, ACC has more teams playing this weekend than the Big Ten and the SEC. So that tells you right there that people were wrong about the ACC this year.
0: I am shocked that we did not have the media tour from Jim Beheim basically telling you, I knew how good our league was. <laughs> yeah. I told you our league is better than you think. Like and I, Notre Dame
2: should be here too. You said it earlier. Notre Dame should be here at the ACC also because they got they got job uh, in that game against Texas Tech.
0: No doubt. Listen, I'm saving the best for last. I think yes. it's the best game. I can't freaking wait for this game. I an eagle on the call. Two blue bloods: <laughs> North Carolina and UCLA. Guys, I'm not stunned that North Carolina's here after the way they looked against Marquette and the way they looked against Baylor, having that 25-point lead, going overtime. Mikey, I know we were texting back and forth. I'm saying, geez, our five and a half is cooked. I don't know what's going to happen here in the overtime. So I feel like we could let out a little sigh of relief that we're still talking about the Tar Heels playing after Saturday, man. That would have been brutal. I don't know if I would have recovered from that.
2: Look, uh, I I jumped on so many things. Baylor live uh, during that run. Uh, It pained me when they couldn't finish the job. In fact, getting to overtime is what hurt Baylor. They needed to win that game somehow in regulation. As hard as it was for them to get there, the overtime allowed Carolina to kind of reset and refocus, uh, and then we were able to take care of business there. This is a tremendous matchup. I mean, CBS cannot ask for more than this. The late game on Friday night, two of the classic, classic brands in college basketball preseason favorite who went to the final four last year against a kind of out of obviously out of nowhere UNC team. Nobody had UNC uh, going this far, of course, because like I said, the ACC got a bad rap this year. Although we didn't think Carolina was that good anyway, Johnny, but still um, I'm on UCLA here, but there's there's one thing that bothers me uh, in this game. And that was Jaquez, uh going down late in that game for the Bruins. Of course, college uh, basketball college athletics it's like the nhl you can't get a status report uh worth its salt on any of these kids so really i don't think we're going to know uh until friday night what the deal is going to be with hawkes but that cuz they play so few guys as it is i mean they really only play six guys and, and if he's not playing <laughs> that's a problem no, so that's a big loss for them that's a big loss for them it's enormous if he's not in there uh the, the future may be talking a little bit here but I think UCLA is the better team. It's under three points. I'm going with the Bruins.
0: Okay, all right. The line is two and a half. Are you guys getting a lot of Carolina money? Or because you're out in Vegas and UCLA obviously being a hop, skipping a jump away from the desert, does that lead to more of a 50-50 split in this
1: game? Not right now. And we usually take a lot of UCLA money. It's been nothing but UNC money so far. Oh,
0: that is terrific. I love yep. that. I love that. I- uh, and if Jacquez plays, I like it that much more. It's my favorite play of the Sweet 16. If he plays, UCLA is absolutely winning this game. I love hearing that. I love
1: hearing that. And, and and I totally agree. I think there are a number of factors why UNC is taking money. I think obviously that injury is huge. You know, we opened it three and a half. So, you know, you're at that almost two basket range. It's now two and a half. I'm with you guys. I think the fact that it's that low, give UNC all the credit in the world that they've got here. UCLA's better. The injury would scare me. I think even if he didn't play, I still feel good about UCLA. So you give me UCLA minus two and a half. I feel great about UCLA minus two and a half.
0: Well, I like that we're closing it out with a family play, but here's what we're going to do before we say goodbye. A best bet. You got eight games to pick. Also, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to revise your final four if you would like. Art, (laughs) I'm starting with you. Best bet and a revised final four if there's any revisions.
1: Okay, well, in the West, I'm going to stick with Texas Tech because that's who I had. In the East, obviously, I had Kentucky. They're out, so I'm going to go with my future. I'm going to put Purdue in there. In the Midwest, as much as I want Miami to get there, I did have Kansas there, so I'm going to stick with Kansas. And I am going to revise myself with Arizona getting there and I had them winning it. I'm putting Houston in there.
0: Ooh, wow. Okay, so, and, and what's I, the best bet for Thursday or Friday?
1: My best bet is I don't care that it's moved. I think, you know, I know Mike was saying he thinks Duke's going to win by 15. I think Miami kills Iowa state. So I'm going to lay the two and a half. I just, I don't care that it's moved and everyone and their mother is on Miami. Miami kills Iowa state, Miami minus two and a half. Mikey.
2: Uh, for uh, for the final four, I'm going to stay with Arizona in the south. Uh, I, I think that they will find a way. I am going to say UCLA still in the east. So those are the two that I'm staying with. I'm going to change in the other two. I'm going with Johnny now in the west. I think that Duke is going to go to the final four. I'm switching. I'm flopping to Duke uh, in that one. And I'm just going, staying with Miami. I can't really say staying. It's arts play. I jumped on it. I'm staying, and I don't trust me, I don't have a future on it. I just have a bunch of bracket nonsense. I have them in the final four. I will stay with Miami uh to get there. Best bet for Thursday and Friday. I think it's a combo meal for me. Uh it's Duke number one, and then Miami's a close second with Art.
0: Okay. Final four, we're keeping the three. UCLA, we're keeping Duke. Um, and we're keeping the Jayhawks. I'm making a little tweak. Houston in. Arizona. Wow, both out, of you guys so are
2: going to Houston. We're wow. in Houston. We
0: have a I problem. Slam and jam. I should say but Arizona. Man. We have a problem. It works a lot better. Um, and as far as my favorite plays, UCLA is one, number two. Let's hop on board. Miami. If, if, Every, what we're sure all let me
2: tell you, there's somebody listening to this right now and they're going, all three of these jokers are on the hurricanes Friday night. <laughs> Load me up with the cyclones. Here
0: Nothing we go. Can
1: go
2: wrong.
0: <laughs> Art the Caesar, Mike Carver, fellas, you guys once again at the top of your game. Thank you so much for doing this. And hopefully we have a couple of these teams remaining for the final four next week. That's my only help.
2: Geez, i hope so all these futures we got in the mix that are still alive i hope that everybody's still sitting here next week and we're in the mix
1: great job johnny thanks for having me thank you Art. you were outstanding as always i love this guys this was so much fun and let's enjoy these games hopefully we got a, a lot of barn burners and a lot of futures to look forward to in the following week.
0: fabulous job by the fellas for mike carver and arthur caesar jj signing off we're back friday on the ring of gambling feed Cool work by the boys, Sarudi and Stefan, all over it as always. JJ out. Be good, everybody.